Full Circle podcast, Finding Your Way Home. I'm your host, Gillian McMichael, and I'm looking forward to taking you on a journey of self-discovery as we explore insightful and inspirational topics that will help you find your way home back to your authentic self. In today's episode, I want to talk about why coming home to your true self is so important. And I also want to explore what I would describe as one of the most important questions you will ever ask yourself in your life. So settle in and enjoy the conversation. So let's start with why coming home to your true self is so important. From the moment we're born to the moment we move on from this world, we seek belonging, to fit in and to be liked. And up until being eight years old, I was a happy, confident child. But we moved house to a small town where I knew no one. I started school and immediately felt like I didn't fit in or belong. My accent was different and my eight-year-old quiet confidence seemed to have the opposite impact I desired. Instead of being welcomed, I was ostracised and within a few weeks of being at my new school, I was bullied daily. I felt in those moments the only choice I had was to change who I was. My little eight-year-old heart hurt as I got pushed down corridors and laughed at when I entered the classroom and picked upon by girls who had no reason to do so. I couldn't show how I was hurting because I knew this would give them more fuel. So instead, I put on a brave face. Now, putting on a brave face was something I've done for most of my life. When I reflect on my childhood, I remember Sunday dinners and holidays and special occasions, routine talks around the kitchen table and a whole host of good family memories. But I also remember not fitting in, being bullied, emotionally blackmailed, protecting myself, no real true friends and loneliness. I've lived, like most, with conflicting opposites. A steady stream of mixed emotions, sadness, happiness, softness, hardness, kindness, cruelty, light, dark, pain, pleasure. And this steady stream of emotions would always lead me to choppy waters. I would lose my footing and find myself adrift, saying and doing things from a place that came of anger, disappointment and frustration, all in service of protection. I noticed I was starting to disconnect from my true self, the real me. And instead, I would paint on that brave face in the hope no one would see what lay underneath the veneer. So why am I telling you this? Because when things happen to us in our lives that lead us to start to disconnect from who we really are, we stop being our true selves and start playing roles all in aid of fitting in, wanting to be liked and more than anything else belong. When we lose ourselves, we don't just forget who we are. We start to live a life that is not our own. We accommodate, we compromise, and we ignore. We delude ourselves into believing that if I just get through the next couple of weeks, I'll get back to being me, more like my old self. It's busy, I just need to get through this week. I have to have that conversation, but I can do that tomorrow when I'm feeling much more like myself. Does that sound familiar? Over the years, I played many roles, 
Some of them I put myself forward for and others I'd not. The roles I played had stuck. The dutiful daughter, the big sister, the accommodating girlfriend, the wife, the mother, the conscientious student, the gregarious friend, quiet employee and the challenging teenager. These roles and labels I'd attached to myself or allowed others to attach them to me made me realise that I was lost. I'd lost myself because I was a person who wanted to be accepted and liked. I needed to fit in and I was so desperate to fit in. So when I moved up to high school, I got called Concord due to the size of my nose. I didn't actually realise that my nose was so big, but the whole class would duck down in case my nose hit them as I entered the room. This became a frequent and long-standing event. And as a teacher wrote on the blackboard, I'd be thrown paper planes. People wrote notes about me, some I would see and others would be passed behind my back. Kids can be cruel. And this is where I started to cultivate one of my many, many roles. I pasted on that layer of protection and started to construct my armour. This armour was tough. And once that was around me, I could play my role, the tough kid, the outsider. Being an outsider was something I became. And I don't believe that I was meant to live most of my life on the outskirts. But it is somewhere that I found myself. And I don't believe this was fully my doing, but I do know I was responsible for how long I remained on the sidelines. I spent over 30 years being a bystander, an onlooker, not once feeling I belonged. And as I transitioned into my adulthood, I found myself drifting from one friendship group to another, not really lasting any longer than a few months. And I couldn't quite tell if this was my inability to trust to settle and feel part of something? Or was it being driven by something bigger? My need to keep myself safe. Keeping myself safe meant I needed to keep within the lines. And these lines kept me safe, secure and steady. And as I navigated myself through life, I pretended that all the name calling, the bullying, the whispering and laughing behind my back didn't matter. I would act and pretend that I was confident but if you scratch the surface, you would see it was fake. I trained myself to be numb, to cut out the noise, and I found a way of coping. Now, when you're bullied once, you find yourself getting bullied again and again and again. It's kind of like you attract it or even seek it out unconsciously. And this is what happened to me. So my coping mechanism was that live within the lines. These lines will keep you safe. And when in the lines, I could join in, I could speak up, but only within the lines. So my conformity to operate in this way was compounded with one thing only, collusion. I had become the conspirator in my own life. I played a role at work and I played a role at home. Whenever I was asked if I was okay, my response was always canned, always the same. I'm good, thanks. How about you? And this is where I started to cultivate another one of my many roles. That this is when I took this into my adulthood and I became a chameleon. I learned to change my personality depending upon the groups of people I attached myself to. The more I did this, the more I pretended I was okay, but the more detached I became and the further away I got from myself. I chose to keep everyone at arm's length 
I would not let anyone in and my outer shell hardened as I masked my vulnerability. I didn't realise it at the time because I was doing everything to try to fit in, to belong and, and more than anything else, protect myself from getting hurt. And as humans, we all want to fit in, to belong and to be liked. We don't really want conflict. We want harmony. We want life to be easy, not difficult. And most of us do this at the expense of losing our true self. So when we choose to play a role or happily attach a label to ourselves, we're usually hiding something from the outside world. At the end of the day, we're complex beings. And there's always a reason for what we're hiding and why we're not showing that side of ourselves to others. I know now that I was hiding my vulnerability, my hurt, my pain, humiliation and deep shame. I could never share this as I would appear weak. So as I continued to transition into my adulthood, I became a shell of who I was. My confidence dipped, my self-belief disappeared and I stopped going for the things I wanted and I became a full, passive passenger in my own life. I allowed myself to drift further and further away from who I was, the real me. And instead, I became a supporting actor in my life instead of remaining the star of it. And I played my role perfectly. I was a conscientious student. And in my relationships, my passiveness was always present. And everything I did was qualified. Everything I said would start with, would you mind if, or is it okay with you if I? I was always seeking approval, the go-ahead from others. When there was conflict, I would become subdued. I would let others verbally take the lead or control the conversation, even if I didn't agree. I would never say anything, and I never owned my opinions. And I would change my mind, my thoughts and viewpoint as quickly as the wind changed direction. I believed that my views didn't matter, so I stopped sharing them. I lived within the lines and I conformed to what I thought people wanted from me. I restricted myself fully from being myself. And I realised that in my relationships at work, my friendships and at home, I accommodated, compromised on everything. I never said what I wanted. and What I did instead was give away my personal power and I became that passive passenger. Now, being passive was something I never thought I would be, yet I seemed to accept it. I would sacrifice my own preferences and needs so that I could help others meet theirs. The voice I was speaking with was not mine. It was a diluted version of myself. 32 years, I compromised on my desires and I ignored my strengths and tricked myself into believing I didn't have a choice. But I am here to tell you right now, that you do have a choice. And this is where the hardest question of my life was presented to me. I was asked to answer what appeared to be a really simple question. Who am I? But I can tell you, it was so hard, so difficult to answer. So much so that when I asked myself the question, who am I? I couldn't answer it. All that came out was the labels, the roles and the personas I'd been playing since being a little girl. I knew I had to find the courage to answer that question, who am I? But when I looked in the mirror, I didn't know who was looking back at me. I didn't even recognise myself. 
even the roles that I've been playing. And in the starkness of my reality, the world I'd created, it started to crumble. The lathered on layers started to crack and the walls I'd built around me started to shake. The one thing I did know was if I let go of who I thought I should be and instead look with fresh eyes, then maybe I would find my answer. So when I looked in the mirror, all I kept hearing was, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And I couldn't bear to look. But for some reason, I kept getting drawn back to the mirror and that question, who am I? Being able to articulate who you are takes time and it requires a robustness and that inner strength. And you must learn to trust yourself. I didn't trust myself, yet I knew I had to dig deep. I couldn't keep taking that fleeting glance in the mirror each morning, frightened to see who would be looking back at me. I had to look for longer. And it required courage to really see me for who I was, warts and all, the good and the bad. When I stood in the mirror owning all of who I was, things started to emerge. You know, I, I still had the external labels such as I'm a mum, a friend, a sister, a daughter, but there was something more unearthing within me. And I kept asking the same question over and over again. And as I did this, I began to give myself permission to look underneath the surface. I needed to go beyond the external and connect with the inner me. This was the first step in learning how to trust myself. I longed to be free from the roles I played and the labels others had attached to me. I no longer wanted to be that diluted version of myself. I did not want to be a passive passenger in my life any longer. And so I chose to explore and find out my truth. Who am I? Now, when you do this, you'll get clarity and that fog will lift. You will see yourself for who you are, not for who you've been. And it took me months of daily questioning to articulate my truth. So what happens when we drop those associations and the roles and the labels? Imagine it's like peeling away the layers of an onion. The more layers you peel away, the closer you get to your true self. So I kept asking myself again. Now, this time came facts and figures. You know, I'm British, I'm an Aries, I'm 41 years old. And then followed qualities such as, I'm a good person, I'm a kind person, I'm funny, I'm a good listener. And I moved through these series of labels and roles. And I decided to hear what else was there. I went deeper and I peeled away another layer of the onion. The more I asked, the more I got to know myself. And this spurred me on. And when I asked myself for the 12th time, who am I? My response finally was, I am me. And then there was silence. I had stripped away all that I needed to. The silence was profound because in that silence came a fresh energy and eagerness to connect with my true self. The problem was I didn't know who that me was yet, but I was really excited to reacquaint myself. This is what I want for you. I want you to drop the labels, the roles, the things that are not serving you well, the ones that are not working for you. And I want you to stand in front of that mirror and do exactly what I did. I want you to ask yourself 12 times, yep, 12 times, who am I?
Now you're going to laugh, you're going to feel awkward by doing this, but if you choose to do this with the intention to figure out who you really are, then you will get your answer. So as we draw our conversation to a close, I want you to make a pinky promise with me right here, right now, that you are going to do this work, do the work that you need to do. Now, this is the first step to you coming back home to your true self. And if I can do this, I know you can too. So thank you for joining me today. I've loved having this conversation with you. Do the exercise and I can't wait to see you next time when we're going to be talking about honouring your truth and how you can live your life on your terms. Stay well and see you soon.